1: Happy rainy Thursday. Thanks for joining us for another week of Take Two. And get ready, this is going to be a wild week because Heidi Hatch, who sends out the topics, apparently sent them out only to herself yesterday and not to her fabulous guests, not Gress, your guests, Mara Carabello and Greg Hughes. So know that whatever they say... Is off the cuff. They're it's, just going. This going. may not be a good recipe. But. Well, I the action's that live. That
2: There's no preparation. That's
1: right. I know. Well, we'll see where, how deep your knowledge um, set is here.
2: Well, we, you know we got you've you've created a, a nanny state with your your reliable emails the day before of the great topics, and so you get to review them and kind of get your thoughts together, and then when you didn't send them. I just started walking into walls. I didn't even know how to, you know, reach out and say, what's the topics? You I just, just came in here. text me and what say, Heidi, you i just drooling on myself. I don't know what to do. And I
1: thought I was killing it last night because I sent them out, but I was getting ready for an interview with uh, the current governor and former governor that you guys will see coming up, I think in about a month. And apparently I got distracted by them. So my apologies.
2: No, I'm it's fine. It's good for us. Yes. I'm, in the I'm nimble. Service. I can, I can talk about anything.
1: All right, let's hit it then. <laughs> so today happens to be the one rainy day that we've all been waiting for many of us praying for moisture <laughs> i hate that word can we just yes, play, pray a lot for of people, rain my, the, i found out my sister rain.
2: hates that word too she mentioned that this week. it's weekend, just
1: gross so. but i am glad we're getting some rain but overall right now as soon as this is over with we're going to be back to the 100 degree temperatures and we're three weeks into june right now hundreds of fires already it's dry we're talking drought and we're also just a couple of weeks out drought's now. over it's raining oh okay we're it's good.
2: over we're done we're good. here good. pick a new cause That's nice. it's over good. covid's over Oop. drought's over I do
1: feel like my yard was kind of sighing this morning when I got up. It was kind of like, ah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's been so crispy. But we've got to talk drought even though we've got a day of rain here. I don't even know if it's measurable at this point because you have to get a certain amount to even call it measurable it, rain.
2: Comparatively, it feels like a monsoon to me. It feels like we, we live in Seattle right now. It I just It does know, feel
1: human. needed break. I know. Yeah. So if you see me on TV today, my hair is struggling. It's so used <laughs> to the drought currently. But uh, right now, all the talk is about fireworks. We're a couple weeks out and... God bless America. We'd like to blow stuff up on the 4th of July. And here's the interesting part. The governor, Cox, says he doesn't have the power to ban fireworks. The Republican legislators say they're not going to call a session. They want to give the control locally, which Republicans often do, say, to local governments, to cities and counties to decide. But then you go to the cities and counties, and Salt Lake County, run by a Democrat, says she doesn't have the power, so she's going to have to say, just please be wise, Salt Lake City says she does have the power and has banned fireworks. So whose problem is it anyways? Greg, you're first.
2: Yeah, there isn't statutory framework for a political subdivision to ban fireworks uniformly across their city. There's... We we there are areas foothills there are areas where that can happen because we have
1: state lands and federal yeah, lands that, where you and, can't.
2: and even in some uh, political jurisdictions if they do like in Draper you have the you have the area that's South Mountain and you have the hills there they, that has traditionally been banned from fireworks uh, over the years and so there are mechanisms for areas that are of particular risk but to just wake up one day and say even in a, in a a year we're having now or a summer we're having now to say none will be will be uh, you won't be able to use them. There isn't that uh, statutory authority. So I, I don't know where uh, Salt Lake City thinks <laughs> that they have the but power could to do the it, legislature but they
1: don't. Do it? Could the legislature give the power to the people? Sure. To yeah. It, it would.
2: It would be need to be a bill, and it would be it's like how a bill becomes a law. It's like the old, uh, you know, commercial you know, cartoon. How, you know, back in. Uh, I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm just a bill. Yeah, I go through that whole process there, but that, that's how you would do it. I Salt Lake City's gone rogue. It's just created its own little. Fiefdom of which it can just summarily say no fireworks, and I guess you're supposed to do it that way. But, but other, uh, <laughs> other, should leaders, they be
1: banned? Here's your question should they be banned?
2: You can go ahead and say you're going to ban them if you think you're not going to see fireworks lit on the 4th of July, you're going to see it. So then you have to say, Am I going into cul de sacs across Utah and hooking people up and handing out fines, uh, border to border, or are we going to ignore the law we just created? Uh, either way uh you're creating a mess i think the better approach is to tell people and explain to people and say look we are in a tinderbox right now we couldn't we, the the threat is high please be responsible where you where you would light fireworks and what fireworks you would light
0: Salt Lake City did the right thing this week by just making a de- declarative and just saying, I, I I don't disagree statutorily with maybe they don't have the authority, they don't. but I appreciate that someone wanted to fill the leadership vacuum on be the facts that, that we're in an epic drought and I think Sterling told us this week that there's 300 and so fires and 87% are caused yeah. by humans and like I appreciate that we had elected officials who decided to just make statements about where we should be with fireworks because This is not the year for them, and I know that they're fun, but I will tell you across the Intermountain West – jurisdiction after jurisdiction has said sorry guys this year you're right people will do it that's Uh not the point though the point is where you're empowered by the government to be a leader of people one should step up at crisis and this is an extreme drought this is not normal and 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 common sense should prevail but i don't know that common sense always does prevail so i appreciate that I, i i wish the legislature wouldn't have taken a pass on opining upon this it's not like it caught up with us suddenly we've known we've been in these circumstances for weeks they could have held a session as as we're well familiar now they can bring themselves into session yes they could have made it time limited they could have made it qualified yeah not emergencies like the the message bills we've had but
1: interestingly enough we live in the second driest state in the nation this comes up almost every year even in a year where we get enough snow it's a dry place to live and uh, one thing that people—if you listen to social media—people are like, "Well, if you can tell us to wear masks and stay home and shut down right. our schools, why can't you cut off fireworks?" So, Well oh. people are asking that, and the cost—I really
0: mean, there's a real cost right now. It's—it's—it's it's, yeah. it's not only monetary, but structures, and I mean, this is real. And again. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a sort of blanket on fun. What, uh, what several cities have done creatively is designate areas that are large um, parking lots, and you can bring your own, and you can bring your own chairs, and you can do it. Firefighters are hanging out watching you. There's so many creative solutions, and we've gone with either not my deal, or as Salt Lake City does, some pretty harsh mandates. And I and and again, I'm going to side with Salt Lake City at least making a position, but. What a chance to have brought us collectively together, figured out how to do fireworks in a place that's maybe not on your backyard yeah. or if, perhaps not on the side If of we just
2: end. go upstream a little bit more, and this is where you have to make these decisions well before you get to the holiday, whether it be 4th of July or Pioneer Day, you have the people that sell fireworks. So you've got all these stands that show up in the parking lots of supermarkets and everyone else, everywhere else. If you are banning them and saying you can't light any of them, then those businesses have no – they should not be there, and they should not be – commerce should not be occurring. And so you're going to have to shut those businesses down. And so I think that there's a – it's not just I, – I think we should our emphasis should be where would you light like them, what would you do, how would you use the fireworks. But if you're going to go so far as to tell these businesses that we see that show up every year and, and sell them, that we're going to ban them in Utah for this year, you're going after those businesses as well. And I think that's – that's um, uh, you're going to get a pushback from that. Be I think smart that and considerate. I, I think, think being uh, more uh, careful about how you light them and where you light them is a stronger argument than shutting down those businesses that have been doing this for a long time.
1: I'll be interested to see what happens. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but last year, the 4th of July in Los Angeles County, they outright banned them. And someone got drone video of the fourth there. And I'd never seen a more spectacular display across yeah. the entire you know, yeah. region there because people were in the middle of the pandemic. So I think they were flipping the bird and wanting to scream freedom. And they wanted to blow some stuff up. And they didn't like being told no. And so it was an amazing display. And they were in one of their worst fire years. Uh, I, and today. I
2: promise you, if we just magically, you know, if, if, if you just said no fireworks and you just, you, whatever flowery resolution, declaration, law you want to create, you're going to see them. And I then com- you got to either say, "Are we gonna are we gonna enforce the law that we've just created?" And are you gonna go and send five O throughout the communities on the holiday, or are you going to ignore it, therefore making your SWAT as a uh, you know as a rulemaker, or lawmaker uh, watered down and weak because you didn't enforce it? It's I a it's a lose lose. It's a total lose lose. We could
0: have done. We we just. We're absent until too late a little bit, yeah. our leaders on this. Be
1: like me. Be too cheap to buy fireworks. That's I right. feel like I want to, like, I'd rather light a $10 bill on fire than <laughs> buy fireworks. I just feel like it's burning money. I'm going to go find myself a I have spent years where I have spent a
2: else's. lot on fireworks. you one of those dudes? So where do you light there them? Like in years. the
1: street? Yeah,
2: right yeah. in front of our house. Yeah. And it's not. I'm not in a. I'm not in a area that's a field that's going to go uh, turn into a bonfire. I, but I haven't the last couple years. You haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't.
1: Random story. The first year I moved back to Utah about ten years ago, we moved back. I think the week of the 24th of July, we were still unpacking boxes. We could hear the fireworks outside. We forgot about the 24th because we don't live in Utah. You forget. I came outside. We watched some fireworks from our neighbors, and they had driven, I think, to Wyoming. It was still when a lot of them were banned. Bought hundreds of dollars worth of fireworks, and afterwards, they came and knocked on our door and asked for us to pay our fair share of them. I'm like, what?
2: (laughs) That's horrible. I was like,
1: okay. But we'd watched them, so I was like, I guess I better pay You didn't pay, did you? I don't remember what we did. That don't I, I can't
2: believe they would do that. Yes. I never charged a single neighbor for the fireworks that were displayed in their proximity. You did
0: Are you doing fireworks this year?
2: I'm not. No. I'm not. I, I When I do it, I go like crazy about it, and it becomes like, you it, know, you, it looks like a war it, zone. It's a, it, it really three, is. Three it's, it looks like we are land of you. the free, home of the brave. It looks like we're ready to defend freedom right here in our nice. little our little uh, nice. neighborhood. But I, not this year. Not right.
1: this year. We'll All join you and next And I didn't year. last
2: year either. It saves you money, too.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> Just be like me. Just watch yeah. the neighbors' fireworks. Don't somebody's got to be doing fireworks, right? Oh, I, yeah. I know this. there are a lot of my, that are look, still doing I it. feel like I should. My know
2: neighbor. So my, our mayor no, no, and I Draper.
1: Proper
0: people, not just your said,
2: said he wasn't going to create this. He didn't have the power to create the law, and he wasn't going to pretend that he had it. So he didn't. They didn't do it, but they did take some sensitive and dry areas that are on the foothills and things, and make sure people know that you can't light them. There.
1: All right, everyone, be on good behavior. Next topic here: uh, the federal three hundred dollar a week unemployment stimulus payments are ending, I believe, this Saturday, whatever day the 26th is. And the big question is, will we see people go back to work in Utah, or do we already have our entire workforce there? I'm struck every time I try to go someplace by the fact that I go and there's a sign on the window that says, this lobby's closed, or we closed early, and it comes down to the fact more that they just don't have enough people to keep places open, restaurants, All mall. over the place. It's crazy. Lifeguards. It feels guards. like we're in a different country. Yeah,
0: if you're a good swimmer right now, apparently a job is yours to be had. Yes. And the amount of, of unfulfilled does beg the question of where did that workforce go? When will it shift back? Um, I think we talked about an interesting story about if you're calling a drive service, you can't get them because they've all moved to food services. And that feels like a redistribution problem. Um, I think now feels like the right time for... In, from my opinion, to move this way because we've had enough of a runway saying we're cutting off with uh-huh. this money, yep. and people had enough, uh, I think, deliberation chi- time to decide whether they're going back to old jobs they had prior, whether they're part of the big quit moving on to something else. Utah is so unique and so lucky in that we have such a low unemployment rate that, by and large, I think these are choices as opposed to um, circumstances that are stressful. It feels to me like yeah. if you want a job right now, you can get a job. And so hopefully it means that people are landing back into places that they had aspired to be before or moved on to other things. I do think, though, that we, our economy will not be up and going until we've identified where these workers have gone. And in Utah, I think a big answer to that are women who are at home still. Yeah. And I think they're who, not, who are not yet emerging from um, – being out of the market
1: choosing to get out of the market and have not yet re-entered yeah and the interesting thing is is I'm a planner so if I knew that my extra payments were going to end on Saturday I would have been looking for a job a month ago and probably already starting that new job and I thought the world would shift before the money ran out but it doesn't seem like it has Greg
2: no human nature I think is more you know necessity is a mother of invention so once mm-hmm. it starts to happen that's when people I think start to respond and, and, and I think when, if you remember when we did decide or when I say we, the federal government and the nation decided to shut the economy down artificially because of the pandemic, the, I think the first effort was to try and help with the companies that had employees uh, to, be, to keep their payroll uh, going and to keep uh, keeping them employed. Uh, because they didn't want to see a perverse incentive where it was more profitable not to work yeah. than it would be to work. And so, but we eventually, because it stayed shut down for so long, you saw the benefits uh, rise because of the pandemic. So you've had that incentive to not have to work. And so I think that when that ends, you're going to see people out of necessity really have to start looking at their options. Look, I, I drove my wife to like uh, Old Navy to return something. It's 6.05 or something, and it was closed. Like in, a, in an area where, you know, yeah. how are you supposed to shop at these retail places if you get off work at 5, you drive home, and it, it, by 6, everything's closed? That's I mean, my can't, problem. You yeah. can't do it.
1: I have a, di- n- not really a dinner break, but every once in a while, sometime between 6.30 and 8.30 in between my newscasts, I might have a minute to go for a walk, and I'll try to walk down to City Creek, because in my mind, the mall's open until 9 o'clock, and I've walked down there so many times thinking, oh, I'm going to return this real quick, and I walk in there, and it's weird, because like one or two stores might be open, but most of them are closed, yeah. and it depends on what day of the week or how many people they have working, so it's hard to plan your life around this right now. It- these are first world problems, but it's really cramping my style. I
0: would love to hear, though, I would I would love Heidi to hear on her social media channels those of you who are listening why you're not what what's missing is it child care is it transportation is it just you're not making enough money are you writing out the stimulus because you had so much money from the stimulus i would love to and i think it's complex right i think it's different for different people but i would love to know from people why are they Uh, waiting
1: and there's very few i would say minimum wage jobs left in utah i guess i'm not going but i have teenagers that look for jobs and i know what my kids are making, and they're making a whole heck of a lot more than I mean. I think we're at that $15 an hour if that's what people were waiting for. I yeah. don't know a lot of jobs that aren't paying, if not that much close to it.
2: I know we want to move on uh, from this topic, but just let me just say real quickly there are this is what happens when government, in its best intentions, tries to help or provide mm-hmm. resources. You create cliffs many times. Getting a job uh, and even getting a raise, the raise that you get uh, doesn't cover the child care that you're receiving from government assistance but you got to a, a an income threshold where you no longer qualify for the child care or assistance yeah. and so there's that's where the cliffs get created so, so i to your question be- mara i would love to know if we've if there are cliffs out there that people are de- disincentivized from getting back in the workforce because they're not going to be able to make what they're able to make don't, or receiving. Don't let
0: Greg take my things and twist them. That's, n- I mean, that's I, what you were saying. I, that's the dilemma but it, clearly this was caused by a ca- pandemic. This is not a, a, a it's, multi It's, it's government's inability
2: to mirror a free economy. That's peshaw, what it is.
0: Pasha. I mean the first recession was caused by our free economy this last decade. But I will just say what's intriguing about this is we do have some economic indicators that we could learn from in which we did have an art artificial slowdown of the economy because of a pandemic.
2: Well, and I was just putting a bow on your position and I was just like agreeing with you. And then you just the <laughs> went and you, I, you I thought we were it. agreeing. I thought you we were having a moment. It. We were no, having a moment here. Not. Now you there ruined it. No no it. Moment. You no totally right ruined now. it. No. But I will be interested
1: <laughs> to talk about the next cliff that's coming because in the next few weeks, people are start going to get those child credit payments that are coming, which I think is going to blow up in our faces because I know President Biden wants to make this longer than the year it is, but if people start getting used to getting these checks in their bank account for their kids and then all of a sudden those payments go away and it's money you depend on, I think that creates more problems. So, maybe I'm wrong. I'll be interested to see how that works out.
2: I'm not going to say anything or else Mara will feel obligated to, you know, rebut. rebut. Let's yeah, so. about
1: Senator Mitt Romney today making deals, going to the White House, being friends with President Biden. Last time he was there, he left pretty miffed Because uh, Biden sat down and wanted to talk deals and then never came back to discuss any further after Republicans were there. He was there with uh, the 10 senators bipartisan today, bringing their $1.2 trillion infrastructure package there. Um, It looks like they have a deal. President Biden walked out with the senators today, which I think is the first time I've seen that happen, and said, all right, we've got this. We all give a little, gave a little, got more than we wanted, less than we wanted. Is this a good thing? Are we working together like the olden days?
2: Well, look, uh, infrastructure really is probably your least partisan endeavor that government engages in. Our roads, our transportation infrastructure, our water infrastructure, um, you know, we're a growing country, uh, certainly here in the West. And so that all requires, and that is the proper role of government. Uh, You just got to, and I think they did a good job of making this actual and by traditional definition infrastructure, not the, uh, you know, social programs that they were trying to call, uh, you know, Infrastructure. This is a, a true by definition infrastructure deal, but this will be the challenge, and not. And, and this isn't saying that this agreement isn't good. I. This is a place. This is common ground that you should be able to find agreement. But you get the devil's always in the details. Uh, what What will the federal government require by way of a match for a, a respective state? How much of this will be incentivized, or what will be the for rail uh, versus roads? Uh, what What's anyway? So I just think there's a lot of details in how. The federal government will provide money for this infrastructure. What will be the state's role and what will they have to provide? Because you always do. States always have a match or something. Sure. So I think until we know what those requirements are going to be, um, it's hard to say that we've arrived. But it's good to see that infrastructure is somewhere that you can, in Washington, you can still see. Uh, people come together
0: i'm gonna stay with credit giving here because i just think there's so seldom where mm-hmm. we actually at least come to the table together and i greg's absolutely right that infrastructure has long been non-part well it's been partisan but it shouldn't be right. and the fact that w- that that people are evoking both sides and evoking sort of generations of leaders on their side is really recognizing the the obvious universalness that that they should coalesce around. I I also will say that um, the timing matters. So this is relatively quick still in what many pundits thought was the the timeline for legislation on um, infrastructure. And the expectation is the first week of July, the House will be considering hard, hard, uh, uh, legislation. The Senate is moving at a different pace. As Greg said, I don't think we're, we've are we penned all the pending yet. But I do think they took a chunk off the table in terms of let's not fight around the basics. And I will give some credit, it, it appears, um, led by Romney, that they have been able to somewhat redefine hard infrastructure. Easy example of that is telecom. I mean, that. That, yep. that's new infrastructure Things are changing, yeah and they are talking about people in this which from my way of thinking is absolutely they are? necessary what people don't worry about people greg they they yeah, don't need to you do you not know, need to think that's about not infrastructure people. there are a lot of people thinking City. about people yeah. but like at least there re, there are references Roads, on both rail, sides water what will be super interesting is another initiative that a utahna is leading which is representative greg curtis who if you haven't read it yet there's a not series am Cur- sorry curtis. john curtis <laughs> i i Thanks. You guys so, look a lot alike. For,
2: former uh, state yeah. uh, representative and former yeah. speaker Greg so, Curtis. Not John, him. That's right. John Curtis. John Curtis
0: speaker. has had major airtime this week, including a post, a New York um, Times article about his leadership on the Republican side to include the conversation about climate, and will it fit into this? Will this be a three-part bill on infrastructure? Uh, How are people going to show up? How's the client going, going? But both of these are being led by Utah. So I think Romney did matter in these discussions, and will continue to. But I also think we have another two members, and I will point out that on Representative Curtis's climate initiative related to this, all members of our delegation signed up. So that's I a think deal. there's more to come. It's a really big deal, and it will be a part of the discussion. Whatever. And my sense is the strategy might be get a clean, old fashioned infrastructure bill we can all agree on, and then, as Greg said, start fighting like crazy on the <laughs> amended like, well, version, I'm gonna, on well, the add on like, version. You need yeah. some
2: wins over here. Let's just stick with infrastructure where we're all agreeing. Let's not go anywhere else because I'm going to tell you, you got a border crisis that's imploding. It's just completely in dis in. in
1: well luckily Just, for you uh, Democrats so, have a $6 so you' got a problem there yeah. Kamala is now right. Kamala
2: is now trying to beat Trump to the border now that Trump's going with the with governor uh, Greg Abbott from Texas she had to get down there when she said she wasn't going to go down there so she's hurried up to get there you got a crime wave that's even worse than 2020 which 2020 was the worst we'd seen until 2021 so you got that nightmare going on you've got a, a voters rights bill that all the people that said that voter ID was voter Whoa, suppression. Is they top. are oh, they are now flipping because they want mansion on their side. So yeah. they're now saying, Wow, we love voter ID. We love ID at voting. So you got all that mess going on. You need some infrastructure to get Again, along it's with been right? hot. Right? Got you gotta, just need to get a infrastructure. Democrat Let's in stay with infrastructure.
0: These are tough times for Let's Greg. stay there.
2: Don't don't bring up climate, because <laughs> I didn't bring up the border. The crime wave.
1: You brought up all of or that, or okay. voters'
2: rights. I didn't bring up any of those <laughs> I, I things. I just
1: think they'll be appended to yes. the
0: the infrastructure. I do like
1: to see agreement in Washington, where I think the real disagreement happens is that I think Democrats are still probably planning on pushing through trillions of other human infrastructure projects that they'll do on their own with social the support. programs. Support Heidi, of don't 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 take their talking points and, human and, and say human infrastructure. I would
0: be one who agrees that the omnibus doesn't work. It is better to split yeah, these things off and is. like go crazy. I don't like topic. bills
1: that you realistically you can't, can't figure read out when you put exactly. six trillion dollars nobody knows what they're voting on because they're talking about child care elder care medicare yeah. climate change immigration all of that in one bill each of those should be their own bill i don't like pork i don't mm-hmm. like buried things i don't like extra projects and it's just it's not a good way to govern legis- so we're off to a good start right because yeah. we've started with base foundational
0: a things chunk. and and i do think you'll see
1: add-ons but at least you'll be able to track yeah. and follow utah legislature elephant.
2: has a single subject rule congress would be well served to have a single subject i rule. would
1: love to see that happen because i just think mm-hmm. that sometimes we're passing things that we have no idea what the heck we're passing or what they're doing so i think it matters and so we'll be watching that really closely you mentioned in your tirade just a moment ago <laughs> the voting <laughs> right, rights bill that what died uh mara were you surprised to see this die they didn't even get to the vote on this um Falling short of the 60 votes, it was 50 to 50. Uh, Senator Romney actually came out and said, I'm going to read you his quote. He said, at a time when we must restore trust in the American electoral system and ensure that elections continue to be fair and secure, S.1 is the exact opposite. It's a divisive federal takeover of elections, which would use public dollars to fund political campaigns. Today's show vote is about Democrats building their case to blow up the filibuster, destroy the institution if they don't get their way, which is exactly why we must preserve the filibuster. Changes to our democracy must be made by broad consensus, not by small partisan majorities. So, this voting rights bill is off the table. Is this a good or bad thing? It's a good thing. So, um, you know, it, it,
2: it failed. It's a good thing.
0: Elections should be governed by states. And yeah. so. Oh. That is the essence of the move there. And and I will tell you, I'm clearly one who agrees with much of the ideology proffered in this federal bill. But okay. I would say to my 50 states, grab. The, I care about these issues. I think they're right. I think voter suppression is real and active right mm-hmm. now. I think that voting rights are threatened right now, and these are issues that I'm deeply concerned about. I do believe that there is security and independence in states running elections. Yeah. And I think this is from the very inception, actually, this is part the of inception of arguments. Yeah. yeah. And so I think um, it, it, I was not for the federal legislation. It's hard to say that because I was, I am for some of the ideological preferences that were expressed there. But I do think that states are, are better garnered when it comes to... Now, it brings up an interesting issue of equity, but there's equity issues throughout states' rights. And there's equity issues between taxation, and there's equity issues about even Fourth Amendment and First Amendment. So so those exist, and so I thought it was good. I will say strategically this was clearly a setup by the Dems. So those who are shocked that it failed, I would say... This is, as Romney well suggested, this was a setup for a larger discussion about how the Senate's going to govern itself.
1: And, Greg, we talked about um, elections in this last time, saying, you know, there was questions in some states. And if you have an overall, everything's run the same, you've got all the same machinery, you're running it the same, does it create more problems? Because everyone wants to have secure elections. Yeah. And the idea that every state does it a little differently, I think, makes us more secure because there's no one way to break or hack or screw over an election because there's first, so many different ways. First, could you just start
0: by agreeing, agreeing
2: with Yes. This will be well, <laughs> well, unlike you, who does not have the ability to agree – when I agree with you to just, like, run with it, you have to, like, find the differences. I will say that I think I agree with Mara, and I will say, you know who made the strongest argument for states' uh, ability to run their own elections? It was then-President Bra- then President Barack Obama. Right. If we go back to the 2016 election – uh, when people thought that Hillary Clinton was the runaway winner, they everybody thought she was yeah. going to win, and no one really thought that Donald Trump as a candidate w- had a chance. There had already been discussions about, um, was Russia hacking elections, and, and, but really the thought was, was it being hacked in favor of Hillary Clinton? And that's how was, the narrative was being framed back then. And it was Barack, President Obama who said, it is the most decentralized election a country will ever have when you have county clerks, within states who run their own elections to suggest that a a foreign nation could come in and manipulate a national election that is decentralized to that degree isn't real. This is what President Obama said during the 16 election. Yeah. And so I mean we saw where the narratives of, of foreign states and we do know that they do try to get into our social media platforms and try to influence sentiment. So we know that's going on. But I think the greatest defense against any of that is the decentralizing of our election process. And so, you know, these county clerk elections, they are pretty darn important. And I think that uh, you want to make sure that you elect a county clerk that you trust and hope to run run a a free and fair election. Uh, Easy to vote, hard to cheat. That should be everybody's uh, clarion call.
0: And I will say, I'll give a shout out to Utah. I'm I'm, I'm sometimes critical of our lawmaking here, but we've been rather (laughs) progressive about... Um, providing access to the ballot. Um, we've been very common-sense-oriented about it, and um, we've been very respectful of local jurisdictions as we've chosen our laws. Um, so I do think that this was good for the country to take a pass, but again, if I look at the underlying politic of it, it is a setup for the Democrats to discuss. Yeah. Um, That's why they
2: fought so hard to get Manchin, Manchin and some right. others t- and, uh, to cinema in line. to fall well, in line. That was
0: the agreement, right?
1: I, it wasn't about the bill. It was they about They just needed parties. every Democrat yeah. to
2: be on the side yeah. of that bill, and yeah. that's what they did. And I
1: think there's always a learning curve, and I wish the other states would talk to other states that are doing things right or, you know, look and make changes to make it. Because I think bottom line, we all want our the people of our state and our communities to vote. And hopefully people will sit down, listen and make good decisions.
2: But but when it's a setup for the Democrats, I just wish there was a little bit of a, some neon lights around Stacey Abrams, the unsuccessful candidate for governor back in 18, who I know her name better than the Republican that won because Stacey Abrams has really never left the national stage. She, she truly did uh, say that, that requiring voter ID was a form of voter suppression and she completely changed that position in order because Senator Manchin wants ID and the the people when you when you pull Americans whatever party they, they think having ID to vote is not a bad thing they think it's a way to make it hard to cheat So that's that resonates The, the, the Washington Post called it evolving that's that Senator Abrams or no Stacey Abrams position was evolving well, it's not evolving it's uh, it's a flip flop because they're trying to set up an argument to get rid of the filibuster so, so they need everybody on the same I side just have to so it's a little bit of a harsh it's a little bit of a harsh uh, reality to this vote she has been a
0: remarkable clarion i have seen very few grassroots organizers Get elevated to the point of policymakers like her. You have to give her credit for she having gets helped when she says her vote.
2: When she says her election help. got rigged, the media repeats it back. You know, if anyone else says that an election's been rigged, they're threatening democracy. It's great when you have the media on your side. You get to be a great grassroots. She's person. been
0: an enormous grassroots organizer. I mean, like her, hating you got to respect her chops. And you know her name, I guess. Yeah, and she's worked in
2: honestly the state more so forever. than the governor of Texas, or governor of Georgia. I. I just thought of it. It's Kemp, but I had to like really rack my brains to think of what his name is. But I know Stacey Abrams easily because Absolutely.
0: she's, she's set a, up a much in your more head.
2: prominent a little apartment there, national little condo yeah,
1: in Greg Hughes' head.
2: I try to keep her out.
1: Okay, this <laughs> is Three totally off topic, not on our list, but I'm thinking of Governor DeSantis there in is no Florida list. today. There is no list because I didn't no email list. it out. But the, have you seen that video of that condo collapse in Miami? Yes, I am like, what the heck happened? I, I heard, hurt I
2: read so it, but I haven't stressful. seen images of it.
0: The images are
1: really It literally stressful. like gives you flashbacks to 911 uh-huh. of like one tower and then the next one falling still last time i checked i've been in a meeting but 51 people missing it's just absolutely heartbreaking so what i read our governors it, have hard things to deal with our, mm-hmm. what i
2: read said that that, that structure had been start, starting to settle or sink since the 90s That's what I read. I read that. So
1: if you've lived in Florida, you know, my first thought was, I wonder if there was a sinkhole underneath of it. Because when you build in Florida, Mm -hmm. you know that it's, if you fly in over Florida, it's like Swiss cheese when you look at it. Everything's like little tiny lakes everywhere. And so I wonder if something like a sinkhole opened up underneath, but absolutely horrible, yeah. totally off topic, but that is breaking my heart today. Uh, before we move on back to Utah for a second, we're getting uh, close on having to be done here, but I wanted to bring up the crime bill, which neither of you are allowed to fight with for a long time, but this is another big one. <laughs> Who gets to go first? Greg, you're smiling. You get two minutes. I'm timing you right now.
2: Portland, uh, uh homicides are up 533% year over year. Uh, I think LA's is up 95%. Every major metropolitan city in this country, homicides are up in uh, disturbing double digits. Violent crimes are up in disturbing double digits. Since the Democrats have taken control of Washington, uh, both Congress and the Senate and the administration, violent crime is up 21%. There is a major problem. This is why President Biden got up in front of the American people yesterday to say, I'm going to address the crime. But what does he say? I'm going to go after gun dealers as if Cabela's is our problem, as if, you know, just because Hunter Biden filled out a a form uh, inaccurately and fraudulently to get a gun, he's now trying to say that we're going to create more laws and have the DOJ and the ATF look at these gun dealers more as if that's going to solve the murders that are happening in Chicago and L.A. and New York and Atlanta and Portland all over this country. That speech yesterday does not have a single thing to do with public safety and supporting our men and women in law enforcement who are out there on the front lines who fundamentally do not feel supported right now, and that's why they're leaving the profession in droves, which is why we're going to not see anything happen by way of public safety and the positive if all you're going to do is yell at... Uh at gun dealers, give me a break.
0: If we're going to evoke law enforcement, since the 80s, law enforcement had been the first clarion call to say that Americans' relationships with private ownership of guns is directly accountable for violence and homicides. And for America to continue, for many Americans to continue to suggest that there is no relationship between crime, violence, domestic violence, homicides, suicides, and our proliferation of unabashed The acceptance of guns of all kinds, assault rifles, semi-assault rifles who we can pretend we're, we're hunting Bambi with, which just makes no sense at all is just, I mean, it's so irrational, and it's so emotionally based, and it leaves so many facts behind that America's relationship with guns is first and foremost responsible for more deaths than are imaginable in the United States. And so
2: you are not describing urban metropolitan areas right now. Yes, you're you're talking about the everyday people that that no. lawfully purchase guns. No. That's who you're talking about. No. And they're not the this problem. This is the
0: big red herring. The red herring is although the we, don't, uh, we are don't not going to anything else, the, right? The, we, the criminals we, are we not going to
2: be deterred by these new federal you know firearm licenses any other that are being
0: product. We don't view this of alcohol. We don't view this with any other cultural problems. But when you look and say, nah, there's not a relationship between guns and gun violence. It's ridiculous. It's there are zip codes
2: where these where these stats are coming out of, and they're not, and it's not broadly this country and its citizens who buy guns. I will just say this. The, the, the correlation truly is lawlessness, and it's, it's cashless bail, and it's, it's people that are, have committed violent crimes that get right out of jail. There's no consequence for what's going on. You're seeing this play out in metropolitan cities across the country – that is why crime is rising. It is not the everyday Those American conditions buying exist a gun exists
0: in dozens and dozens of other countries, and the defining difference is the access to weapons. And it is the defining difference. There are in ten this. million
2: people that live in Los Angeles County. They have every restrictive law and no, rule they that do you can imagine. You, they they, they do not. Yes, Greg. they do. California, He's, you you are prohibited on how many guns you can did, buy in a given when day. Did they California have a they be have a able to preempt federal law. Did, did I along miss so this part? I know we were, but they have. But California has layered on the, is they have some of the most prohibitive gun control laws that you can find. And it's not making crime go down?
0: No, because they're coming to Utah,
2: oh, and they're getting they
0: it here. How large this, of a state this, do you
2: have to have before you can keep making this the adjacent jurisdiction to argument? To accept
0: that gun violence has a relationship to guns, which is essentially your argument is so ludicrous, is so without No, I'm actually space, saying it's, that, that
2: it's the, the crime has to do with the person, not the guns. You're the one saying yeah, that's it's the, 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 the gun. The gun doesn't
0: kill, the person kills, which is the most ludicrous, lacking, not only facts but common sense and there, this while well, we continue to proliferate there are this over nonsense. 300
2: million guns in america yes. you write the bill that yeah. says no more guns those guns still exist they still Amen. are there you'll never get them out of Amen. people's homes so it's it's like the fireworks you can say no fireworks you're going to see fireworks on the fourth of july the guns so
0: your answer to that is why don't we disband other lawmaking because that's essentially the essence of making saying, law. go after are, the crime people, go are after still the people speeding. That, why don't we get rid of speed limits the people that people are committing are crimes with firearms that's what you go after Crime has already happened. Why don't we get rid of law enforcement? Because you know people are still going to k- commit crimes. I feel like we're not I mean, going like, to solve this problem I just feel today. Like
1: we, this. I will.
2: I'll solve it for you, Heidi. I got all the. I've had the solutions. We here. do have yes. a problem.
1: I do want to talk about this more. Unfortunately, we're getting close to being out of time. I'll tell you what, though, we live in a country where it just we're so used to gun violence, it's starting to make me sick. I saw a video on Twitter, I think out of Chicago from this last weekend, where people were literally ripped out of their cars, shot point blank, and left in the, the street. There, there were like dozens of. Just two of the dozens of people that were killed on the streets. The, the one
2: Chicago, in New York City weekend. with those little little children. Uh, I don't know if you saw that one. That's the one that gets, it's almost emotional to repeat. I haven't, it's and so that's disturbing. the problem, Either I guess. a five-year-old and a little two-year-old, and that little five-year-old's sheltering her, the little two-year-old brother, while the guy is shooting literally next to their head. So it's the, it's the to, most to terrible to thing to point, watch. point,
0: what will bring us together? Because, I mean, you and I are pretty far apart on yeah, this, but and, I, we, and we like each other. Yes. So it, is, it is a fascinating question about us seeing this, unacceptable to everybody, yes. right? Unacceptable to everybody. And yet we cannot find much common ground here. Yeah.
1: All right. We're going to work on it this summer. That's going to be work. our homework. We're going to figure out how to July. solve it. <laughs> yes. And before we let you go, I want to talk COVID really quickly because finally uh, you can walk in most places without a mask. Most restrictions are gone. COVID's over. It feels like life's moving on. And then all of a sudden we're talking Delta variant and the cases are Whatever. up upticking. There was like 500 in Utah yesterday. When you look at our average, we're still around 323. Uh, Senator Lee yesterday was saying that he wants mask mandates for travel to end. Uh, Greg, you go first on this. Is it okay, or is it better at this point to let us travel and keep Heavens the Heavens,
2: yes, we have natural antibodies. If you had COVID and you've gotten over it, you have the natural antibodies. We've got, we've got vaccines that are working. There are vaccines that have side effects. Australia Medical Association uh, warns, at least in Australia, that the... AstraZeneca one has complications one out of every 40,000 people you don't hear that in the United States but there are side effects rare uh, with some of the vaccinations that are out there but you cannot argue with the the statistics that show our cases are going down it's time we're over this you're never getting us to go through that rodeo again of shutting this whole world down I mean. Our enemies around the world all they just took copious notes. you want to destroy America give them a give them a virus they're all afraid of and they'll destroy themselves. they'll destroy their economy and everything else. We can never go through something like that again. We've got we are prepared. We got vaccines, we got natural antibodies coursing through our veins. We are good to go. And there was a new
1: study out this week. I want to say what university have forgotten, but they said they believe a, a conservative estimate would be that five times as many people as we have counted have had. COVID. So if you look at those numbers on top of the numbers we have, I know that President Biden's not hitting a 70% mark by the 4th of July with vaccines. I would think that we're getting fairly close to having herd immunity when you take how many people have had it and how many people have had the shots.
0: The power is in our hands, right? Yeah. As Greg says, we have options, whether that option is wearing masks, whether that option is not going out, whether that option is getting vaccinated, whether that option is ignoring it all. What I will say is when we talk about whether we're over it or we talk about whether it comes back or not is a biological condition. It's a virus. Mm -hmm. And I will say we have the power. And for those of you who have been complaining about the nanny state and the restrictions, then I would say at this moment in time, evaluate your own behavior, evaluate the risks that you're taking and evaluate if you've taken any prophylactic measures. And if you haven't, that is fine. And it is your choice. But, I would suggest that when we're in round two, you should remember the behavior that you decided. And I think most of us who make decisions are willing to live with those consequences. Yep. And so I do think you have a lot of choices right now to not get COVID. And I'm not sure if, I hope we're out of it. I am I think to... St- we need to stop externalizing this and say the choices are completely ours about whether we're over this or now not. Now
2: that there's an existence of uh, vaccines, uh, if you want to take it, you can. You can be protected. And so really it does. It falls on the shoulders of those who decide to, what they do Whatever next. they decide. Whatever those are. Comorbidities, yeah. age. Uh, and you there's know, all a lot, those, there all are those choices. Factors. There's
0: more than one choice. Yep. I was not trying so to be bailed. The and there's so many things are we can do too. I ours. wish
1: we would talk about, so there's, you get the choices of whether you get the vaccine or not, talk mm-hmm. to your doctor, make the decision. You also have choices of, like Mara said, when you leave the house. I think that we've all had a year to really think hard about, are we going to go for walks and exercise? Are we going to maybe clean up our diets a little bit? Are we going to get a little more sleep? There's so many things that we can do right. to help our immune system. So if we do get it, we don't get as sick. So I think there's a lot of personal responsibility as we go into the summer with fireworks, with COVID, with everything that, come on, adult hard people, you can do this. Well,
2: help! I love that. Health and wellness should have been on the front burner from day one, but they were given out. Krispy Kreme donuts and booze. If oh, you were getting, America. if you're getting shots health, and vaccines, give me a break. And, a health and awareness, awareness. I want health and wellness to be Much more
1: integrated into medicine. Yes, I totally really in general. I know medical totally <laughs> school <laughs> does not talk about food, Mm-mm. but sugar uh, suppresses your immune system. Nobody likes to hear that, but people, if you're not feeling well, give the sugar up for a bit. Hmm. I'm not your doctor, but research it a little. I take
2: vitamin D three every day.
1: Also good, but in the summertime, you should be getting enough when you're outside i take more. Okay. More is more. You can OD on vitamin D, just so you know. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, to our loyal listeners, we're going to take a small break. We will be back in six weeks on August 13th. We are going to take a little break and come back, and hopefully the pandemic will be over. Everyone will be back That's because Mara we just held, held up a
2: sign and said, I'm out of here. I hate Greg. She, she, she wrote That's that right. up in the, right. in, this, in the studio. We're allowing
1: everyone to have some vacations, take a fresh breath, <laughs> see if uh, Congress can work out their problems. Tell your friends about us, uh, subscribe, and we will be back here when you get that reminder on your phone, August 13th, as everyone heads back to school. Happy summer, everybody.